All right, bro. Well, welcome back to Rock the Culture. This podcast will bring perspective and conversation on all things Central Arkansas, all things Little Rock, all things the culture. culture. Hey, don't be don't be jumping in. I'm trying to give you a live echo. I'm trying to give you some reverb here live. No, nah, uh, ad lib. Ad lib. It, it, it Let's go. What would you call it? What you call it? Q? Double when, lip. When you put double. <laughs> <lip>. <laughs> Oh. They don't think for what you're talking about, Blake. Yes, it just is. When you put the same vocal on top of each other. Overdub. 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 Yeah. Overdub. Yeah. You need to learn. That's why we got. I'm trying to learn you. We're right gonna now. give a shout out to our guy, Grandma Q. Note. Keys to the City TV films on YouTube. Uh, Arkansas's number one producer. People been asking us, man. You know we've been gone for a minute. Arkansas's number one producer, sound engineer, uh, hip. Uh, what, 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 what? Trap jazz. Trap jazzimist. Is a trap jazzimist? Can, can, can you go with that? That's not a word. That's not trap a word. jazz giant. Okay. But people been asking us, bro. They were saying, you know, it's been a minute since y'all had a For new sure. pod come out. What's up? Obviously, we all had different things going on. But one of the big things is I got Grandma Q note been in the lab. Literally. So, yeah, literally in the lab yeah. working at uh, what, Brace Face uh, Studio. So Over you, in the hood. I mean, just showing the breadth of his skill set, bro. For sure. So we appreciate him lending some of his time. Multi-faceted, multi-talented. Have, have him bringing us uh, Rock the Culture back to you. And let me do my introduction. I'm Antoine Phillips. You can find me on all social media, A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. I hear you with the overdub. He chiming in already. It's your favorite representative, always repping, two takes, three terms, Chiefs in the building. Was that intentional? Was it like you trying to to change the weather, bro? It's like 70, it's like 30. I thought you were trying to to flex on them. I'm just trying to breathe. Hey, it's like Like Cowboy. Yeah, like you smell that? (laughs) You smell what the chief is cooking. (laughs) Uh, You talking about about the kiss the teeth? Always repping. You can find me on Instagram at repblake36. Uh, we, we're back, and we're we're just gonna get back into it like we never left. We're gonna talk about some recent things that happened at the city that's been big for the city this year, Blake. For sure. Uh, the Citizens Review Board, yeah, has been announced and getting ready to pick up. Um, the mayor announced the the first ever well, this is the first ever citizen review board, yep, and the first ever chief education officer. It's a lot of firsts. We're gonna have to get the mayor on here to to talk about his first year in office. Yeah, oh, we need to do that. Yeah. I like what you did there. That's yeah. gonna say, well, hey, you've been trying, working on your been, game been in the meantime. To, been trying to. You ain't with me when I'm shooting the gym. And then we're gonna talk about um, Little Rock being ranked uh, America's next top foodie city. Yep. And then obviously 2020, a big election year. Elections across the board, local just, to presidential to school board. Right. You know, school board coming back in 2020. Year, yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about election. We're going to talk about th- that throughout season six. But uh, let's let's start with the CRB, uh, Blake. Just to remind people, what is the CRB um, and, and what's the recent news that just happened with the city board? So uh, back in... June or July, the, yep. the city board passed an ordinance that was that was um, presented by the mayor, which is a, uh, a citizens review board, which what, what that board is supposed to be doing is looking at the actions when it comes to deadly force or um, discrimination in the police force uh, when it comes towards citizens or while they're on duty. So that that board reviews those actions, comes back with a recommendation. Uh, the board will go through training. Um, to make sure they they understand protocol of the police department. The recent news that just happened is that the mayor has selected five residents to be uh, on on the citizen uh, on the CRB. Well, so, the mayor he appointed the he appointed, city ratified, ratified the, the city, city board ratified. ratified it, yeah. yeah. So just just going through process. Right, you know, right, so. right. So the CRB uh, just for people to is different from the citizens civil service commission. Civil service commission. Yeah. Uh, and Civil Services looks looks at complaints from employees of the city right. uh, across the board. Um, make it's, it's disciplinary within the city. Uh, Citizen Review Board looks at the police department and their efforts with dealing with citizens, um, and and having a panel of your citizens decide those public officials that are those those public officials that are paid for deciding the actions that should be taken or making recommendations for those actions so yeah yeah so you said this this is the first of its kind in the city of little rock so obviously the mayor and you and mm-hmm. all of city hall um 
making history literally again every day. Trying to be accountable for the people, man. Trying to be accountable, trying to be transparent, making sure that, that the citizens are involved in the way their government works. And that's what I was going to ask you. So after this was announced in June, I know there was a lot of everyone was excited about it. Now we have the people on board. Mm -hmm. What has been the feedback? What have you heard from people throughout the city about the board and us moving forward with the CRB? Overwhelmingly, and the majority and overwhelmingly is it's about time. Okay. Uh, we're glad you have a diverse group of people. It's about time that, that we had more of a voice, more of input on how city our city government works, city city government that we pay for. So uh, that's that's been the that's been what's what's resonating across the city is, is that it's uh, in an effort to to have more relationships, to have better relationships, to have to be more accountable and more transparent to to all residents is making sure that we're participating more in in, in how government works. So. It's, uh, it's exciting times around here, man. Man, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, I know I appreciate it from a citizen perspective. I know there have been a lot of situations that you see on the news, that you see across the country of inappropriate police or law enforcement interaction with their citizens. Now you got an opportunity from the city of Little Rock for us to hold those folks accountable from our peers but what happens after that? So they go to the Citizen Review Board, Blake, and the Citizen Re Review Board finds that the action was improper or inappropriate. What what then happens? Um, after after it goes to the Citizen Review Board, then the if it is appropriate, then you go through the same Civil Service Commission. Yeah. You you go through the prosecuting attorney if charges need to be pressed. Um, that you go through the the, the normal protocol. The normal that protocol that, 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 that happens anyway. Yeah. This is just another layer of of involving the citizens up front. And the first and saying, uh, this is this is our people, these are your peers who looked at this incident and this is their recommendation or opinion. And I and I want to shout out the the people who have been selected uh before we move on. Uh that's a five member board, right? Yeah. So uh, uh Nikolai Fiskin, mm -hmm. Michael Harris, Mary Carol Poole, is it Maria Smedley? Mm -hmm. And Derek Smith. Derek Smith, yeah. So those are the first five. And if I understand this correctly, I know people ask me these questions. This is not like a this is not like the United States Supreme Court. These are not lifetime appointments. This, no. Is it like every other board? They're gonna serve a term. Serve a term. I don't know, I'm not sure if it's three, three, four, or five years, but but there's there's a, there's a term period and you know they may be staggered. We, we may start them at the same time, but making sure that everyone has an opportunity to, to participate. Yeah. So if you applied and you weren't selected this time, there will be other opportunities for you to serve on the CRB Absolutely. or other city board. That's another great segue. I'm glad you said that. We're gonna have to find creative ways to get people more involved in city government okay uh, we don't have enough people that are that are sound, uh, signing up to be uh, for these boards these volunteer boards and commissions we these this is the closest way you're going to uh, effectuate what's going to happen in your city is by being involved at the governmental level at the right. local government level so i mean what you used to say all season one through five if it affect you if it affect you on uh affect you at city hall if it affects you at the capitol if it affects you on your block it's all politics politics is local you have to be involved right so the 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 important part is we're gonna as a city we're gonna figure out as administration we're gonna figure out a way that not only gets people in, engaged or encourage people, but gets people active. Right. Uh, find out if it's through social media, if it's through uh, having just a sign-up party where we get free food and music and say, hey, this is this is what's open. This is the calendar. These are right. You know, gotta, you, bring, you, bring some, you bring some chicken wings and some trap jazz. Chicken wings from Wings Takeout. From Wings Takeout. You know, shout out. Shout, shout out, out Wings Takeout. takeout Roosevelt and MLK in the hood. Second location over there. Hey, get City. you some of them honey Shameless hot. Plug. Honey get, hot go hard. Get the honey hot. With the homestyle? With the homestyle fried first. Toss the sauce. Then, then toss the sauce with the honey hot. Change your life. Best chicken in town. Life changing. Anyway, you get some of them wings, you get some trap jazz, and maybe you maybe you own something. Maybe you have a little event. Event, But yeah. we just want you to know the opportunities for you to engage Absolutely. in public service. But, yeah, if, 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 if you're listening and you think you got a good idea, man, just 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 hit us up. We're, we're listening. That's, that's, that's what's different than administration uh, than ones in the past. And I wasn't involved in ones in the past, but I was a citizen, and, and, I, and I saw how they operated. We're listening. We're listening. We're responding. We're trying to be reactive and proactive. Speaking of listening, that moves us on to the second topic on the rundown. Um, for years, Blake, even you and I said this on the pod before uh, our friend Frank became the mayor 
is that the city, city hall, city government needs to be more involved in our public education. Absolutely. We said, and we've we been saying that for years. We've saying it for years, and we were, we were saying it, but we weren't the only ones saying it. Um, Frank was saying it too during his campaign. Yes, he, he's always said it, yeah. And said during his campaign, if I'm elected, one thing I'm going to do in my first year of office is that I'm going to select uh, the first ever chief ed officer. Yes, he did. And that has happened. Yes, it has. So tell us, tell, give us a little recap so on just who it is recap and what of, it is. of how we got to where we are. Uh, we went, we took a little hiatus right before there was almost a teacher strike. Right. Uh, the mayor stepped in and said, we have, he has, a, we have a plan as administration. This is the, this is something that he was very adamant about, something that he believed in. That's just something that, that I hope everyone appreciates that I appreciate about our mayor. He's not going to get behind something unless he believes in it. Right. Uh, he says, you know, Let's let's mayor let's, very thoughtful too. Yes, he is. Ain't yes, he thoughtful? He is. Uh, now y- y'all know he my boss. <laughs> but like he great, great he boss, great, great, great boss, boss. <laughs> boss, boss of the year, boss. Um, but he said, you know, let's let's get involved in the school district. Let's not just get involved, but the the future, the health. Uh, of our city depends on Absolutely. our educational system. Everyone and everyone agrees with that. Yeah. So if we're going to be talking about economic development, if we're going to be talking about quality of life, we cannot do it without being a stakeholder, an active participant in the educational system. So he stepped in. He said, "You know, this is the plan. Let's 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 take our board back to full full control. Let's have residents, taxpayers, citizens." Having control over who they want to make decisions over, over their over Absolutely. their school uh, school district. So that's the first thing he said. Um, full full control. Let's let's go do it. Then he said, let's invest. Let's invest. Let's the city invest in our schools. Let's come up with a model that is based on the schools that we everyone has deemed as failing. I hate that word. So so I'm gonna. It's the last time you're gonna hear me say that. From now on, I'm, I'm gonna say those that are schools that. Have underperformed. Okay, you change change the vocab for yeah, us. Sometimes, babe. sometimes if you, if you if you want to think different, you have to you have to change your 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 lexicon. You know, words matter. Words do matter. Words do matter. And, and, uh, so and I if, feel you on that. If you want to have a different different perception, different outcome, sometimes you got to change the way you talk about stuff. So we're we're we don't look at those schools that are underperforming, those schools in neighborhoods that have been underserved. Right. And that's and when you when you say under that means it's no fault of their own somebody has underserved somebody has done something to ma- that why these schools are underperforming yeah. so so let's get back to to a model where those schools become hubs of their neighborhoods hubs of the the community and that, that's the theory behind the community school exactly. model right it's, it's not going to be the same it's not, it won't be the same from school to school right it's going to be based on what that community what those parents those teachers those students the, those families say they need in that community to be successful so let's get back to, to that mindset where it takes a village. And in this and and with the hub of this village, the meeting spot in this village is gonna be our school buildings. And the city's gonna invest the dollars, which is which is pre- the prevention, intervention, and treatment dollars that goes to programs, that goes to community programs, to community education, summer school, all kind of programs we're doing. We're we're gonna redirect 10% of that, that money, about $500,000, at least $500,000. That, that, that's an example of putting your money where your, your mouth, mouth is. is. Yeah. You just can't talk about it. You got to be about you gotta it. got to go do it. Um, I think Master P was the one that said you got to be about it. About it. Um, and if you really think about it, uh, I didn't, you know, it took me years to realize that about it, about it, it really means like about it, about, about it. it. <laughs> he, he just, he, about he, it. like he about, like about, about to do about something, life. but you about, about it. You are about the you life. Are about the life. <laughs> and you are about helping out these underperforming schools exactly. by taking city resources and saying, we're going to direct it uh, right where the issues are yeah. and have the most impact. Definitely. And my understanding, uh, Blake, is that in addition to that, uh, the mayor has hired the first ever chief ed officer to help this transition into these community school and models. That's, exactly. That's what I was going next. Not only invest that money into the, to, to the neighborhood schools for community hubs, but say, hey, we got a lot of stuff going on in this city that if we could coordinate pre-K, prenatal birth to higher education, a map, if we could coordinate a map for it, different paths that the kids want to take, different things we offer in the city, if we had someone that could coordinate from natal, prenatal to profession, 
you know, prenatal, prenatals. Like why? Why are you pregnant? Why are you in the womb. Mm. You know, it, it takes. I just that's... wanted people to know that I knew what prenatal Pre- meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's healthcare, right? That's providing healthcare. Yeah. I mean, that's that's important on a child that their their the development, their learning, who they will be later on in life. It starts it starts in the womb, right? So um, we're we're saying talk, figure out someone who who could coordinate that. That could be a chief education officer, someone that's that's here in the city that says. Let's look at Little Rock School District and Pulaski County School District. Let's look at our charter schools. Let's look at our private schools. And that's the thing I think some people may not uh, understand, that this is all public schools in Little Rock. School this is, is not just Little Rock School District. If you got a, if you got a six-week-old to an 18-week-old to an 18-year-old <laughs> and beyond, and to, to adults, to adult education. But if you got a six-week-old, you're thinking about education. So, so we need to be coordinating Across the city, what's the best avenues where we all could work together, right? And where we where all could share resources. And I, I think this is the first time it's, it's happened uh, in our state that that that, a, that a, a city has gone out and said we're going to be directly involved right. in a in a school district and coordinate from daycare to to uh, four year university. And he selected with you overwhelming uh, support. Of the selection, of, you know, a friend of the pod, been on the pod before, mm-hmm. Jay Barth. Dr. The, Jay Barth. Yeah. Dr. Jay Barth. Put some respect, respect on, on that name. man's name. Yeah, that man got degrees. <laughs> I know he listening. We got, we got respect for you, Dr. Jay Barth. But uh, selected Dr. Jay Barth to, to lead this effort. A uh, person, when you think about what you just described, uh-huh. and a person who has the understanding across of— Across the spectrum. Across, respect mm-hmm. across the spectrum, has the understanding as, you know, a former chair of the State Board of Education— a professor at one Hendricks College, probably the best school in the state of Arkansas, mm-hmm. arguably. Um, someone who's uh, you know been in Little Rock and fighting the education fight for a long time. You can't really get a better person for the job than Dr. J. Bar. I was I was pleased when when the offer was made. I was pleased when accepted. You know that that's a home run hire, right? Uh, someone that arguably. What you think? What who? What you think the best hire the mayor made is? There's a couple that's been. <laughs> You don't got to answer that. I got to answer. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Bart's up there. He's up there. He's up there. Top three. Top three. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, when, you, when you look I at. I think Beyonce is what she say. I'm top two, but I ain't number two. I ain't number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> but when, when you look at Dr. Barf and where he looks. Um, and on on both spectrums, <laughs> you, you with the late laugh, delayed laugh, delayed laugh. You just realized he was thinking, I ain't number two though. <laughs> oh man, but, but he's he's well respected. Right, uh, it's not too many people who could be angry about that hire. Yeah. who couldn't say I I could think of someone better. Yeah, um, you know, and and with that, you know, having. Uh, those public-private partnerships that are going to be needed to make sure that the district survives. Are, and looking at those foundations and people coming in saying, you know, I, I see a path. I see a light in the town. Now I may want to invest. Now now, I may be and now ready I'm looking to, forward, to play a part. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Dr. J. Bart's work in the city and the improvement of the city's connection and investment into public education. But you said something else that I think that's going to be important for 2020 and beyond is those public-private partnerships throughout absolutely. the city, not just educational-wide, economic opportunity, and development, ab- yeah, absolutely. recreational opportunities as well. Uh, so let's leave it there and move on to our next topic, Blake. Um, you know, sometimes I know in the in the past on the pod we kind of talk about what's the identity of Little Rock, what's something we, you know, Little Rock can claim fame to, and it looks like as of last week. Mm-hmm. We're, a, we're the top foodie city in America, I or the next top foodie next city. Next top foodie city, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that anymore. You know, and I, yeah, I got friends and family that come here from out of town, and they're always impressed, yeah, by the number of offerings food wise for a city our size. Absolutely. So I, I agree with you. I, I think we this is a foodie place, but. I want to get to the. I want to know what you think the the best spots are. So it's Saturday. Okay. I'm walking you through. It's Saturday. You mm-hmm. got somebody in town. Okay. You represent Grinnell. You got one of your Grinnell classmates here. Hey man, I got to come to Little Rock for the weekend. So Saturday brunch. It's Saturday. I got uh, he with you. She with you all day Saturday. What? Where are the where are the two three restaurants you taking them? Okay. So Saturday brunch. 
just what we're talking about. I mean, you don't, it don't got to be brunch, but you making what's, it brunch. What's the time of the day? Because it's actually I, it's all day. City, you know, it's different. It's different. It's well, different I'm saying you got it all day. They they say, look, bro, I don't got nothing going Saturday. I just want to see the city. Where are you taking them to eat all day Saturday? All what day, are different okay. spots? Uh, for brunch, we're either going to. I'm gonna give you three for each. Okay, you go, so you're gonna end up with nine. I'm gonna give you nine spots. Wow. Okay. Hope y'all got some time. For, I'm, just, I'm giving you options. I'll take you to Lost Forty Tap Room. Okay. If you, if you don't sleep on Lost Forty, some of the best food, some of the best food in the city. On Tuesdays, got on the burgers. Tuesdays, they, well, they, they change it now. They, they got a, they got the steak sandwiches off the chain. See, you ain't even told me about the steak I, sandwich because because it's only a limited amount. I can't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but Lost Forty's food, the brunch, best pancakes in town. Okay. Best pancakes in town. Um, of course, I want to say I'm gonna go ahead and, and and get this one out the way. Copper. Copper Grill, um, it's great for brunch, great mimosas. Um, got some good off the off the menu items. I won't tell you what they are; they no. might kill me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Copper's a good one, and uh, Reduno on Main Street. Got a good brunch. Great brunch. Um, always a good vibe in there too, yes, man. Yes, always yes, got a good vibe and, and a great playlist. You ever noticed that? Yeah, yeah, they got a great playlist. That's part of the vibe, uh, though. Okay, That's yeah, made true. Yeah. Ambiance. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. Where, okay, yo, where you taking somebody? Well, uh, if it's Saturday, um, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan. I I like at the corner. Okay, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna go to at the corner. I'm gonna get the cowboy breakfast mm-hmm. with the grits. With the sunny side up eggs, yeah. little runny, yeah. with the two pieces of chicken with some Louisiana. Going real bowling. Yeah, hey. Going real bowling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you are who you are. You know what I'm real saying? Real shire. <laughs> oh, shire. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, <laughs> K Dot. K Pruitt. K Dot. So I'm, I'm, shire, I'm, I'm taking you to I'm taking you to at the corner. Uh, and then we're we're leaving there. Um, if I'm if I'm hitting the spot. Okay, so we eating early. So we're doing early brunch. Okay, okay. okay. We're doing early brunch. We're eating right. at 10. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, you go see parts of the city. I'm going to take you to local line. We're going out west. I feel you. I'm going out west. I'm getting the, the Dixon chicken enchiladas mm. with the with the cilantro lime rice. Call. That's a good call. Um, and with the black beans. And then I'm bringing you back. I'm bringing you back downtown. I mean, back to Midtown. And I'm gonna get you. We're just gonna have a couple old fashions at Big Orange Big Midtown. Orange, he's going there. It's a lot of Yellow Rocket concept people. What, what, the, yeah. they, they winning. They are winning. They 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 are Definitely winning. Winning. Uh, and then I'm gonna end it. Uh, you know, I may I may end it with. See, I, I got we driving right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. We're going back and forth. Oh, across city. I may end it with the pantry. Okay. I like the pantry. I'm gonna go to the pantry. Uh, have the fish and chips. And then I'm driving back downtown to go to Samantha's to get the the, the gelato time? waffle. I feel you. So after brunch, after brunch. So I did everything. You did everything. I did. I told we, you. We just went to brunch. Oh, that's all. That's <laughs> all we went to is brunch. We been to a brewery. We had some local beer. Right. Uh, but yeah, if if we got to stop a few places, we want to get fancy. Yeah. Got to go to Petit and Keat. Oh, Petit and Keat. At off Roddy Parham. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't sleep on so. Soul is so consistent. Yes, it is. It's and the it's, same thing every time I've been that way for the last 15 years. And it's just great. It's great. Absolutely. Br- bring your checkbook, though. Bring your checkbook. <laughs> bring your checkbook. Same thing with cash. Yeah. You know, so uh, steakhouses, you know, you can't go wrong with Sonny Williams. You know what? I've been here. How long I've been here, bro? 35 years? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 35. <laughs> That's how long you Yeah, been. I've been here that whole time. <laughs> now, all the years. I just eat all the years. <laughs> same place. I've never even been inside Sonny Williams. We got to go Sonny Williams, bro. But I don't like steak, though. Okay. So that's part of the reason that's why I ain't never been inside. <laughs> like, I literally, I've never even been inside the building. Because huh. I'm not a steak person. <clears throat> Q, where you going, bro? Where, where, where are your spots, bro? What's the foodie spot? I'm going, first of all, I'm going to wake up late. <laughs> Ain't no brunch for Q. Yeah, Q, he skipped brunch. Right. <laughs> I'm probably going to go to K-Hall and get the little crab roll. Oh, uh, get the crab. Oh, uh, you can't sleep on the crab board on Saturdays. That's the gate. That's the gate. You got to stand in line. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. You know. But that, now, what I'm saying, I'm bringing that up because it's popular. People know. Right. K-Hall's on Saturday. Right, they know. Yeah. So you're going to K-Hall, you're getting the, you're getting the crab leg, shrimp, potato crab, I mean, corn on the cob. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. All of that. That's going to hold you over for a minute. Right. So you ain't eating the rest of the day? Oh, no, no, no. You talking about, uh, then, yeah, i probably get some wings, some wings takeout. What, what, what flavor are you getting that wings takeout? I'm getting the, uh, the, 
the uh, what is that? The home style tossed in the garlic. Oh, yeah. tossed in the garlic. Man, they put you on game today. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, like to like do it, do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like it's the last night of the. You know what I'm saying. I might go to. Well, you know, you got to, you throwing on the blazer tonight. Mmm, throwing on a blazer. I might go to the uh, Capitol Hotel. Oh, the uh, classic. Oh, R R one of either C B or G R one of us. Yeah, the Capitol Bar and Grill is classic. You go there. The the drinks are legit. Phenomenal. Phenomenal drinks. So that's just that's just our off the top of the head. Not even really think about it. It shows you the the breadth of the city on the food options, and I don't think we name. There was so no. I rock with Table Twenty Eight hard too. Yeah, Table Twenty Eight is good. Table Twenty Eight slip out in Westfield Rock yeah. in a hotel. People sleep on it. Yeah, it's good. Um, and we didn't name any chain restaurants, so that's that's part of the the deal about being a foodie city that you got these independently operated restaurants that Absolutely. are part of uh, Little Rock's culture. Uh, giving them giving them a little shout out. Now, if y'all listening to us and y'all one of them owners and y'all want more shout outs, holler at your people. We not doing this no more. We got it costs. We got plenty of spots. <laughs> if you listening, that means it's working. So if we, you heard if someone you heard, say it works, yeah. If you listen to us, that means something. That's followership. Followership. There we go. <laughs> Last thing, bro. Getting ready to start twenty twenty. Uh, Presidential election, just what's what's the gut reaction right now, bro? Obviously, you got Trump. Much ado about uh, okay, Trump. You got you got Trump gonna be there. Yeah. Well, I can't say gonna be there. He in the middle of him being impeached. Yeah, the whole Trump situation. Right. We will start there. Right. Um, and the man you, just got impeached, man. He got impeached by the House. First president ever to be impeached in the first term. First term. Yeah, I mean, Clinton got impeached. Second term. Uh, Nixon didn't get a chance to get impeached because he resigned. He quit. Uh, but it is, this is, um, I, I'm trying to figure out a word that I can say on the There pod. are no words. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. It's The more that comes out, the the more, I don't think it's, it's even surprising. It's it's a whole bunch of I told you stories. See? Every time right. you see, he's like, see? <laughs> see? Like, they, they can't see you sit back in your chair they, like they that, Blake. They, they can feel they, you they, fall they, back in your they chair. They know, Blake, they, they know I'm, I'm, <laughs> using, I'm, I'm using all shoulders. <laughs> you do use a <laughs> lot of shoulders. Too much shoulders. <laughs> but, yeah, so you got Trump. If, if there's not a Trump, then there will be a vice president, Pence, on the ticket. Uh, I doubt that happens. I doubt he gets impeached. But Trump will be the Republican nominee. Um, and then on the Democratic side, it's, it started out with 20. Uh, still a lot in the race. The, I think it was only, what, seven at the last debate? Right. Uh, six or seven at the last debate. Um, but there Senator, are a couple of people that won at the debate. That's still on there. Like, right. So you got Senator Harris is now no longer in the race. Right. Um, Mike Bloomberg has joined the race. Um, Cory Booker is still in the race. Cory Booker is still in the race. So how does Arkansas, so you know we got SEC Tuesday coming up. Um, in March, yeah, starting to see some ads in Arkansas. Usually, it's, it's Ar- mostly Stayer and Boomberg, right? What you see, right. the, the billionaires have. I think they said they spent two hundred million over the last month in right. ads in Super Super Tuesday states, right? Uh, you really haven't seen an ad beyond anyone but uh, Stayer and Bloomberg. Uh, they're driving up the prices, so you probably you probably need to get used to that. Uh, you probably won't see a lot of Bloomberg and Stayer ads. Uh, you, you're going to start seeing some Biden ads at the beginning of the year. You're going to start seeing some Bernie ads. And that's what I'm going to ask you. So ads. I don't want you to give me like a prediction or anything like that. But I'm saying, what what do you look look to see as we turn into 2020 from the presidential candidates in Arkansas? What, Who's what around expect? after Iowa? I okay. think I think you have some purging uh, after Iowa and New Hampshire, and then you have five or you have four or five candidates who are going to be competitive that will still be around. And um, I think you are going to have to in in Arkansas. Um, you're going to have two, I think two two or three factions in Arkansas. You're going to have the very progressive, uh, populist faction that they're going to have to choose between Bernie and Elizabeth, right? Uh, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warrens, and then you're going to have the more moderates who got to choose. Well, put some respect on his name too. He's Senator Sanders. Senator Sanders. I'm talking about Bernie and then Senator Warren. He wants Warren. you to call him Bernie. I mean, that's what he wants you to call him. His signs say Bernie. Yeah, he do say that. What's her sign say? Warren. Warren. Yep. Um, and then you're gonna have a a progressive 
wing as well that they're going to be looking for at uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Uh, but I think the real race is going to be who are the who wins the the moderates between Biden and Bloomberg, and who wins the progressives between uh, Warren and Warren and, and Sanders. So it's going to come down to. The, the 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 two front runners being from both of those camps. Right, right, right. Not it won't be a Bernie Warren Biden Bloomberg. It's going to be Biden and Bloomberg, and then Bernie or Warren. Yeah, that's that's, that's where it's going to go. You you're going to have those two factions fighting for votes. And we're going and I think it's starting in the beginning of the year, and I've, definitely after the hour, we're going to see some. Um, I think the candidates are going to get to the point, and if, if I'm working on any of these campaigns, where I got to draw more of a distinction between me and the people I'm running against. Absolutely. Because you only really seeing it on a debate stage, and we didn't have four or five debates, and viewership is declining as it relates to those. But when you talk about these campaign ads, I think you're going to start seeing people using certain words, certain to, to reach imagery. Your tar- to reach their target audience. To t- reach their audience and to distinguish me. If I'm Biden, I, I don't want to be like Bloomberg, and vice versa. Yes. And if I'm Warren, I don't want to be like Bernie. And you just brought up another interesting point. The culture is going to be their target audience. The culture is going to be everybody's target audience, but the Republicans too, though. The culture going into these primaries, you have to start listening to what candidates say they're going to do for our communities, our children, our our, our neighborhoods. We have right. to start listening to that because because what is what is what's going to happen is that they're going to start talking directly to black folk, and they're going to do that for about a month, and they're going to go away. So you have that's to, unfortunate. That's on, I'm telling I'm telling you the truth. That's like the you, the you know how people show up at the black church, black, black church in every October, right. every, every February, right? And it, the then you don't see them no more. Votes in the summer, and your votes at the end of the year. That's, that, you don't see them no more. Right. That's what's going to happen. So you're going to have you're going to have so let, let's these talk, progressive the progressive candidates talking to black folk just like the moderate candidate talking to black folk. Well, that's talking to. That's that's the point I'm making. Talking, talking to, to that's, black folks. You, and you not, don't realize what you just said and to me. Because I've been, I been getting in trouble because people have been telling me in my immediate family. You're that talking be, to me. I'm talking to them. And not not talking with, with me. With them, yeah. So preach, go and preach not to me. Apparently, God trying to tell there, me something. There's a difference between lecturing and dialogue. Okay, keep going. When you're talking to somebody, you are you are explaining. You, you're doing a lot of explaining. A lot of explaining. You're doing a lot of lecturing. Yeah. You're doing a, a lot of opinion talking. Telling you, you know, because I know what you need. This is this is what I'm gonna do for you. This is right. why I'm gonna do it. This is what you need to do. This is this is why you need to do it. Right, right, when you, right. When you're talking with, when you're having a conversation, when you're dialoguing, there is there is input output. You dialoguing. Are, dialoguing. Yeah, dialoguing. Dialoguing. Yeah. You dialoguing. sure? You wanna look it up? I, I don't think so. I don't think that that's not one. Is it Q? I think there's a different verb for it. Well, you can have dialogue. So cataloging is not a thing. Just because you can cataloging don't mean you can dialoguing. Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 Just because you can don't mean you dialoguing. Yeah. Now you can engage in dialogue. Yeah. You can have a dialogue. Oh, you can you, you can mapping. How do you spell it? No, uh, mapping and catalog. That's not even saying mapping has two consonants before the ing. Okay. But that's what you're trying to use mapping with dialogue, and you can't I'm do that. I'm saying it's the act of. It's the same thing. Man, you're wrong, but keep going. Keep going. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. Um, I'm looking it up. Go keep ahead. Talking. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking. I'm looking it up right now. But so having a conversation, uh, having that dialogue, talking with someone is, like I said, it's input output. You're asking as more than you're more than you're you're uh, telling. You're Engaging. What you what you showing me, man? You're right. It's dialogue. Dialoguing. Present participle. <laughs> Thank da, you. Present That's what you get on Rock the Culture, bro. We 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 we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we teach you about present participle. <laughs> but people don't say dialoguing, though. Just for and the that, record, I'll, unless you're talking about it in the sense that I was just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Let's get back. Okay, so you can have talk to or talk with. Yeah. I guess the issue for the culture, especially the culture here in Little Rock, Central Arkansas, how do we engage in this conversation? How do you make sure you're not being talked to, but you're being talked with? You have you. First of all, you have to have access. And we hurt ourselves a lot of time because we don't have access. The one way to get access is not our fault. 
that we don't have access to have access, and that's right. capital and resources. Yeah. Uh, I, I promise you, in the game of politics, uh, resources, capital gives you access. Yeah. That's what it gives you. And resources, and capital, to, but, for as, the culture, that's just money. As, and as Andrew, Yang, money. as Andrew Yang said, you know, to to have that type, you have to have disposable, disposable income. Yeah, get that disposable income, Abominable <laughs> <laughs> <A> income. <laughs> you have that disposable income. You don't have any disposable income, then you're not going to do a lot of uh, donating the campaign. Right. But another way is to have numbers. Once you have people... Because at the end of the day, votes matter. matters. It's, it's a numbers, numbers game. It's about numbers. Right. I'm talking about neighborhood groups. I'm talking about church you know groups. what Jay-Z said. What'd he say, Twan? Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. Numbers yes, don't. Um, but you, you, you get a group, you get the collective, and then you give demands. And you make them respond to you and negotiate. You don't have to negotiate with people with your votes. You give them demands, and if they don't give you, you go vote for somebody else. Right. That's that's how that works. Until we have that mindset, uh, we're going to be stuck in the same way where we, we have the, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And talking to us for one month. Talking to us, talking to us, and not being led by us. Right. And I say led by us because we are we are a important part of the Democratic Party. The Republican Party is starting to notice, and they want they want they want the black voices they want right. the the experience, the black experiences they want the diversity well, and and that's and that's a point point so you talk we talked a little bit about the impeachment situation the impeachment doesn't happen unless 2018 happens where you have a number of democrats win the house exactly and a lot of those democrats won the house because of the culture mm -hmm. going down and voting for these folks so those numbers when you come together, can have a real effect where Absolutely. you get to a point where if you believe the president abused his power in this these conversations with Ukraine, then there are repercussions to be had. Repercussions. Be because you have the around. numbers. <laughs> because you have the numbers to do that. Exactly. So I, I think that's important. I think that's going to be an important dialogue throughout season six is, is getting the culture together so we can have these conversations with and not conversations Two, yeah, yeah. yeah, that didn't go and, like the way it was good. In my head, it sounded good your before past I said it. <laughs> I don't have one. Has your participle passed? No, I only <laughs> my participles are future. <laughs> I look for future participles. Rewind. I go back to the future. <laughs> I go back to the, the future because of my head no, and my time. time. If you don't understand, please press, press rewind. <laughs> Overdub. I was looking at your anniversary pictures, and yep. I thought, these are such beautiful pictures, and keeping with the personality. Right. All I could think to say is, y'all be beautiful. Yeah, I see? Never say that. Yes, but, but if was, it was anyone I, else, you wouldn't I, have said that. That's exactly right. I was, I was talking to you, like, y'all be so beautiful, and, it's, be beautiful. and I thought, I, there is not another venue I can think of where I would have typed that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that my pictures is bringing yeah. the culture out of you. Bringing that culture you, out of you. you. It was really, I go like, okay, he's got influence. Well, we in, we in part to a season six of Rock the Culture, and you hear a chiming in, uh, the one and only, the great Senator Joyce Elliott. Welcome to the pod. Oh, thank you for having me here. I have been looking forward to this, and finally. You know, and and that's one of the things we're, <laughs> pow, 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 you know, and, our shot, and, I, and I take those shots on behalf of Rock the Culture because we're so close with Joyce, and we're, we're great friends, and. <laughs> Yeah, supporters right, and we've right. been on you know the proverbial battle lines together on mm -hmm, so many mm -hmm. different things yeah. that it didn't even occur to me that you yeah. hadn't been on Rock it's, the Culture. It's just like the big sister we see all the time. Yeah I, I didn't even realize like what Joyce hadn't been on Rock the Culture. I, I, was, I was getting ready to ask you is it, so this is Joyce's second or third time being on. Right. <laughs> right. You should have no. asked. <laughs> you should have asked. It's the first time so you know good things come to those who wait. Yeah. First guest of season six. The first guest of our the new decade. Yeah. First right. guest of 20 2020, um, and you got a lot going on, so we want to talk about a few different things. Okay, all right. But first thing I want to do, I want to uh, ask you to do me a favor. Okay. Um, can you say hi on the pod to my wife, Tanisha? She's oh, a big fan of Joyce Elliott. Yes. And she didn't know, this was like a year and a half ago, uh -huh. you were on Capital View, and you were doing a great job, and right after you got done, I sent you a text, and you may not even remember this. And my wife said... You know Joyce? Yes, I remember. I was that. like, 
Yeah, I know Joyce. And? She was like, how you know Joyce? She was so excited. That I and, that, and sometimes we take for granted the people that's right. in our circle, uh-huh. and uh, I think I had did that at that moment. So yeah. I want her to know that I really know you, and I'm that's getting right. you to say hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying hello, hello, only because you know um, you have always reminded me of how much how much she really does appreciate the work I do, Absolutely. and I really appreciate that because it's a woman to woman thing, and that really matters. Yep. Because sometimes sisters are not hooked up as much as they need to be. And I really appreciate that. So. See, that could be a whole different pie so, right there. A little sister-sister so sister love. T- tell me how Tanisha. To, Tanisha. Uh, hi, Tanisha. Love you, girl. See, love that's what I'm saying. That's going to give me so many bonus Tanisha, points. Tanisha, look, I, I, I have something for you to do. I, I, okay, well, I didn't ask you to do this. <laughs> uh, I don't know what she's about to do, y'all. <laughs> I want you to do something for me. I, I want you to make sure that sometime in the near future, you and I are do- on here together. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. And if you talk about rocking a culture, it will never be the same. Because <laughs> we'll get together and decide what we're gonna do, and y'all. Just How about that? We we'll have a rock the culture takeover by yeah. by Joyce Elliott and I Tanisha Phillips. Perfect. We may be able to pull something <laughs> together. I didn't know what you was about to say. I was gonna I was gonna ask you to edit it depending on what it was. But we gonna let that ride. We gonna let that ride. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we didn't tell her to do that. <laughs> Wipe that sweat off right, her head. Right, right. You saw me? Am I beating a little bit? I may be beating. Oh, didn't know what was happening. All right, so we want to talk, obviously, about 2020. Uh, it's a, it's a yeah. big election year. Mm-hmm. Big election year for you. Before we get there, I don't want to do your full biography, sure. but I, I don't... People have known you mm-hmm. fighting, advocating for people in Little Rock, whether you were in the House or now in the Senate. Um, and some people know that you you were a teacher, but I just want to know what did you teach and yeah. where did you teach? Yeah. Uh, I, I, by the way, I, I wanted to do two things when I was growing up. I wanted to be a teacher, and I wanted to be a politician. Really? So you yes. fulfilling your dreams? I mean, I feel I'm so incredibly fortunate. A lot of people don't get to do one thing they want to do. Right. I've gotten to do both the things I wanted to do with my life. Awesome, And the awesome. thing I had is a third line thing out there. You know, I, I, I studied French when I was in college and, and high school. Uh, Je suis Antoine. Yeah, you. Mm. Very good. Uh, je m'appelle Antoine. <laughs> you, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. You are and your name. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. Both of those. Yeah, just want, yeah that's right. That's Bonjour. good. Bonjour. Je m'appelle Antoine. Okay. Come see, come see. Well, I'm pleased with you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, I want to ask you those love things. I, yeah. I, I, can you know some things to say when you get home to make you sound? No, help me, help me out. I know about French and French and better, you know. You, you know? Did you teach French? I didn't teach French. I took French. I took it starting in the eighth grade. And I, and then I took it in college when I got there because it, of the third thing I would have done. I was preparing myself to be a broadcaster from a French-speaking country. Really? I from college. And so when it came time to make the big decisions, you know, teaching one out, because it just was more important. Right. That's what it amounted right. to. But to me, though, frankly, that only meant Paris. It didn't right. even, you know. So have you been to Paris? Uh, yeah, a number of times. Yes. Number of times. Okay, I mean, no disrespect. Okay, I don't right. want to try to be disrespectful. And when I get there, my French comes back to me. Oh, okay. Though. And I'm just saying to all black women, if you haven't been to Paris... You need to. That's the trip that we should take. The women I'm talking to. Oh, the women. This gonna be a girls trip to Paris. <laughs> yes. What? What? Hold on. I'm all about women proudly, but you can't be. You can't be leaving the brothers behind now. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to Paris. What's up, Q? You going to Paris? Okay. Uh, look, I to get a little culture. Okay. Right. That is culture. Anyway, back to, back to. But anyway, I, I wanted to do those things, and I, I've gotten to do them. So uh, when I graduated from high school, there just weren't many black teachers teaching in predominantly uh, white schools. Right. And after I that's went, still a thing. That's still a thing. And after I when I uh, went to predominantly white school, I never had another uh, teacher of color ever. And that was when I was in the tenth grade. Um, so I taught school, and uh, I taught school. I started teaching school in 1973. And uh, so I taught school for 30 years. I taught English and I taught speech communication uh, because the communication thing, you know, was preparing me in case I wanted to be the broadcast thing. And right. I wanted to teach English because I loved uh, literature and I loved writing. Um, I taught in El Dorado most of those years. Uh, high school? The, the most High school. Okay. Uh, high school, juniors and seniors mostly. Yep. And I taught some 10th graders. That's how I ended up teaching Bruce Moore uh, because he was in El Dorado at the time I was teaching there. 
And I did, I don't know if I knew that. Oh yeah, yeah. Bruce is one of my former students. How bad was he? Uh, oh. <laughs> no, that's it. Don't say nothing else. That's enough. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he, he was good. I should I shouldn't do that. But, uh, we know you joking. We know so you joking. The first half of my teaching career, I, I really taught most of El Dorado, and then after that, Robinson High School here. Uh, I moved to Little Rock in '84 or '5, and um, so when I I was teaching at McClellan the first year I came here. And this next year is when the district lines changed. And because I was new, I they was moved one you. of the ones. I would, no, I was I was uh, laid off. You know, oh. because I, and they called it laid off, but actually we were just dismissed because there weren't jobs for everybody with the other teachers coming in. So I had to get on a list of um, places I wanted to teach, and I chose Robinson for much of the same reason because. I, it was a very conservative place, and I thought my voice was needed there for the students. And, and that was and, when that was really West of the Rock. Yes. Oh, it was really. really it was. Right. It, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like really West. Like my drive to school every day was just this calm, mm-hmm. wonderful thing. To, yeah. yeah, it was like driving through Walden or something yeah. like right. that. Yeah. You know, the, these sylvan woods of just calmness and niceness. And by the time I got to school, it was it was it was a, a, a good deal. But I also taught one year in Florida. Uh, one year in Florida, in Tampa, Florida. I, I taught really? one year first. My very first year, I taught in New Boston, Texas, which is right outside of Texas, you know, across the line. Yep. But I, I chose to teach there because I had, I was fortunate. I had lots of opportunities, you know, where I could go. But that was the school that had never ever had a black teacher in that school full time. So that was the major reason I chose to teach there. So you, you uh-huh. may be on those few different firsts. Yeah. In your yeah, lifetime. Yeah, because yeah. I was always a uh, well. If somebody's got to do it, I'm not going to ask other people to do it if I can't do it. I have never. Maybe a little that. segue. What you just yeah, said right yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. I like what you're <laughs> yeah. doing there. You 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 good at this? Yeah. And then I got married, and my husband would got a uh, got a, a graduate. Um, fellowship at University of South Florida. So the very, the second year I taught, I taught in Tampa, Florida, a totally different environment. Right. And so, um, and when I didn't have a husband anymore, a year I got divorced, I decided I wanted to go somewhere just for clarity of head and that kind of thing. And I moved to Minnesota for a year and taught there. Um, but always was going to be in Arkansas. So right. Of those 30 years, three of them were spent someplace else. I didn't, but, I didn't realize that yeah. you were uh, spending a few time, few moments mm-hmm. outside of the great state of Arkansas, but yeah. I know everyone here is happy yeah. to have you back. I really like living in the whole world. I yeah. mean, this is my anchor, but, right. you know, the rest of the world is my oyster. I hear that. I hear <laughs> that. And so that kind of transitions us a little bit. And I'm fast-forwarding. Like I said, I know okay. we're not going to go through your entire sure. resume, mm-hmm. but I know 2019 – you were selected as one of the Arkansas 250 most influential Arkansans, yes, which mm-hmm. makes perfect sense knowing your your history here in the state. Yeah, I, I was honored with it by that. I was. Um, but it also mentioned that uh, where you went your collegiate career <laughs> yes, with yes. an S on the end. <laughs> yes, and yes. a lot of people know about you yeah. being uh, a you know flag carrying mm-hmm. alumni mm-hmm. SAU. Right, right. Uh, what I didn't know, you also carry an OBU flag. Yes. You know, I, I can ride a tiger or a mule. You know? Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Pick your animals. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm good at training things. <laughs> <laughs> including, the tiger riders. Yeah. I know they're the mule riders. <laughs> I ain't never heard of the tiger riders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. But at any anyway, rate, I, I went to SAU. Kind of another, another one of those things where... Um, Somebody had to do it because it was not being integrated. I mean, well, then at the time, and I was I, Dr. King for me was a real thing because I was in high school when right. he was killed, and I, by then I was totally bought into that the South has to change. And when he was killed, I thought, Good Lord, you know, who does whatever now? And that's when it really clicked to me that it's a mistake to be looking for the next Dr. King. You need to be looking to yourself to do what the kinds of things Dr. King empowered you to do and taught you to do. Right. So I decided that if I were going to make change, I needed to make it right in my own backyard. And and Southern Arkansas was really close to me. That brings me yeah. to uh, one of my favorite Jay-Z lyrics of all time. You know what Jay-Z <laughs> said, right, Blake? <laughs> what do you say, Twan? It's a lot of issues in the world, I know, but first you got to take care of the world you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, because I knew this world, and I knew it wasn't right. Yeah. You know, uh, so I decided to go there, and I had an uncle who, I was his favorite niece, and he was the only one in the family who had made good, so to speak, and he lived in Michigan. 
And he desperately wanted me to leave, to leave the South and said, you know, you need to come to Michigan and go to school. I'll pay for you to go to school. I didn't have any money, you know, like most folks. Right. I'll pay for that. Now, that's, you know, that's, that's a thing, you know. And so I said, no, I, I have to remain here. I have to do this. And so he said, if you do, I won't give you a dime. And I thought, yeah, well. But the bottom line is, I decided I was going to stay. Did and, he give you a dime? And he didn't give me a dime. He mm. meant, he hated the South that much because he'd been to war in World War II where he was treated well in places, you know, where, wherever Outside he was. Outside of our own country. Uh-huh, right. And uh, then he gave me a second offer. He said, if you come, not only will I pay for everything, I'll buy you a car. And I don't know how at 17 I said no, but somehow Dr. King had more influence than my Uncle James, and I did say no. And I went to Washita because I was teaching then, and I was ready to get into graduate school, but I was interested at that time. This was in the 80s. I wanted to study immigrant literature. I wanted to study literature, just a concentration on what's happening in other countries, wow, particularly yeah. immigrants. And I was interested, um, in addition to Japanese and uh, Chinese culture, I wanted to know more about South American and so forth. So I found what I wanted at Washita, of all places. And it was it was fantastic. So that's why I went to graduate school. And you did that while teaching, or you took well, a break? Well, no, while teaching. While yeah. teaching. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that SAU and OBU are proud yeah. to claim Joyce Elliott on their alumni mm-hmm. uh, registers. Yeah. And then now I'm gonna fast forward all the okay. way up to 2019. So Here we, we skip, we skipping right. And a lot, nothing, I know a nothing, lot happened in between. Happened in between. <laughs> nothing happened between <laughs> SAU. We're just gonna fast forward. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously you'd had a successful career as a House member, a Senate member. Mm-hmm. You got to see Blake from time to time over I there did, at the Capitol. I did. Yes. And yeah. I'm not gonna ask you about that experience. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, he was he was a good legislator because what I wanted from people more than anything in the legislature, we could figure out how to do things, but just come with the moxie to do it. That's what we need. Blake does have that. moxie, yeah, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. It may be I, misplaced, but he has it. <laughs> he has meritorious moxie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not I heard that alliteration, yeah. meritorious moxie. Not okay. just, but not just for the heck of it. But, but yeah, I, I did. I, I, I enjoyed serving with Blake. Yeah. And during that time, obviously, you've been impactful. But in, I guess, the fall of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, Congressman French Hill was looking like he wasn't going to have an opponent. And then out the blue, pun intended, (laughs) we hear Uh, Senator George Elliott is running. Yes. So walk us through that, that timing, that decision. Um, What, what, what tipped the scales for you to say, okay, I'm going to be the one to, to challenge French Hill. Well, riffing on your, your pun, you know, I figured it was time, you know, for to, uh, uh, turn red to blue, yeah. uh, because Democrats aren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but the things that I see that people need, we're more about that than uh, the Republicans are. And French Hill has just been there as, a, I think it was Howard Cosell a long time ago, we're talking about people going down the football field. He was going to go in again, just totally politically unmolested. And um, we thought we had somebody who was going to run, but in the end did not. And I'm in a position now. I'm in the middle of my Senate term. You know, I'm going to I'm going to serve somewhere no matter what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I didn't have a reason not to and every reason to do so, because uh, I was right back to that thing I said before. I'm not going to ask somebody else to do it who can't do it, who's going to be more inconvenienced to do it if I can do it. And, and I can do it. And I saw the, I, I, you know, I looked at French Hill's record and, uh, and the people he's supposed to be representing, and it does not match up whatsoever. You know, like the, he's voted against health care for I don't know how many times, you know. And uh, I'm not anti-business, uh, but his whole record seems to be more about corporations and people. And rather than just not do something I know I can do, and I know I can do well, and I, I'd always wanted to serve in Washington, but I had just decided that's just not going to happen. See, it's, it's like somebody said to me, you started making your plans because I was going to be just satisfied to finish my time in the right. Senate and go ahead and get back to Paris or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as the person said to me, you go ahead and make your plans, and God is laughing out loud at you. And right. I, could, I could hear that laughing out loud. <laughs> Like, girl, what you think you're doing? Right. Um, and I just decided that uh, somebody had to do it, and I can. And, of course, the people deserve better. 
And I'm not doing this just so people can have, just because they can have a, a choice. I'm doing it because I can make a difference if I get there. Because here is what we have conceded to Washington. People just say Washington is broken, and as if they've said something, you know, profound. Right. Washington is broken. But okay, let's just say it is. But it it was broken election by election. We had to elect somebody to every one of those seats. It, I mean, yeah. things happen to make it in the position that, that is it exactly is. exactly right. right. And we can't, rather than saying we can't change it, we have to change it seat by seat. And I keep saying we because I, by myself, I am really clear. I can't do this alone. That's why, I, you know, I'm going to run, but I'm inviting everybody to get off the sidelines and run with me. And I mean that literally, because we're going to have to do a lot of running and walking to convince people. I, and I understand that. So um, people ask and say, all right, Arkansas, like you said, it's time to turn that seat from red to blue. The state is primarily mm-hmm. red. Mm-hmm. Um what do you see as a candidate, the person whose name's on the ballot, the person that we're going to be voting for? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you win the race? I win the race, but number one, I I have to get to every one of these seven counties, and I and and I will because I have time. But there's no primary election. I have time between now and November the third. I'm going to uh, work hard in every one of these counties. I'm going to have somebody who's a point person in every county. I've already been to Van Buren County and to White County, if you can believe that, and was overjoyed by the number of people who showed up. You know, pretty unremarkable thing if you don't know what it means that you have a lot of Democrats show up in White County and Van Buren County. That's very encouraging for you. very encouraging. And so all the people who've just kind of gone underground, it's not that we don't have Democrats out there. They've just given up in the face of everything that's going on and they've had enough so the pathway to winning is to recognize as my my good brother from uh, southwest arkansas that i grew up around his family as well william hansen who's running in the fourth district yeah the thing he says that is so true arkansas is not a red state arkansas is a non-voting state and we need to remember that and that's especially true on steroids with district district two right we are not a red district. We are a non-voting district. And the pathway to victory, and I've already looked at the numbers, the numbers are absolutely there. The pathway, we've got to go get the people who've not been voting of, of, of recently. And I think, yeah. and I, I mentioned this when I was on Capitol a couple of weeks ago, I think you have an advantage that our friend Clark Tucker didn't have, is that because it is a presidential election, yes, some is. of yeah. those non-voters... Yeah are going to vote, but are, mm-hmm. I think what I hear you saying, there's more people beyond that. Oh, absolutely. That hadn't been voting. That, that have not been voting, and so we've got we've, we've got the data. We know what to do. We know where to go, and the reason I need so many people working with me, I can't go get all those people by, you know, by myself. We can't... Well, George Elliott, you know, people in Little Rock, <laughs> they think you're a superwoman. Oh, yeah, oh they'll know soon I, <laughs> because I would be on my knees begging them to come run with me. But the other thing people need to, to remember about this race, though, too, is it is not going to do any good for us to criticize people for not voting. If that were the case, we'd already be winning. Right. And they'd already, they already be voting. That is exactly right. So you, you can't shame people into voting. It is not going to work to say to people, well, you, you know you can't vote for a Republican. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, they can. And secondly, they cannot do anything at all. Which is, so which we, could yeah. they have the same effect. Yeah, that, so we have to approach people with respect and not assume that there's somebody out there where you can afford to just ignore them. You can't. There's a very good article in, um, I think, the New York Times today uh, from the recently elected governor of Kentucky yep. and Louisiana where they're talking about Democrats can win. But the bottom line is you just have to get up off your butt and go get it. And um, I can go get it. And I, I, am, I am running for, in this race. I'm not running a race where I am tiptoeing around anything. I am, as I say to people, I'm running this race with swag because I mean it. And I, and I it believe is, that, yeah. too. And I, I don't think, and I know you well enough to know that um, I don't think you run this race, race unless you think you can win this race. That's right. That's and right. That's I would have said no. Right. You know, I had to put up my own uh, filing fee. It came so quickly. And now, <laughs> <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I don't have ten thousand dollars just lying around, man. I got yeah. And I got I got to raise enough money to pay myself back. I don't. You know, you heard my careers. I was a teacher. <laughs> and, then, and then public I went, servant the yeah, whole time. And then I went to the legislature and made less money. So y'all don't think I. 
have money lying around, and we're going to have to raise about $2 million. And that's right. why people need to know every 5 or 10 or $20 they can give, they need to give it because it is hard raising that money. Last thing mm-hmm. we go talk about before we let you go, Senator okay. Elliott, is um, we know that you ran in 2010. Mm-hmm. The world is a lot different yeah. between 2010 and 2020. Um, have you given any thought about what has happened in those 10 years to make this race different than your last race? Uh, yes, I have, because it's, it's in 2010, almost every Democrat who ran anywhere, unless they were just in a safe, safe district, lost. And in 2010... Uh, and put that in context, Pre- Obama Pre- wins yes, presidency yes, in 08. President right. Obama won in 08, and people were still reeling from that. They right. just wanted to get back at, he cannot be in the White House. Right. And, and that even included some people, you know, I was surprised by. So... That was just the backlash in 2010. Between 2010 and now, we saw, particularly in 2018, in 2018, people just, and there was the backlash to Trump because people saw what was going on. But we started electing more women. This was women again. We elected women of color in places where we have never elected women of color in some districts that are not in Arkansas. Right. And so, but. Because if you, and I don't know if people know this, and I hadn't seen a lot on it. uh I mean, if you win, you will be the first. Yeah. Woman. First woman. First African American. And the first African American to represent the state of Arkansas in a federal position. That is exactly right. Right. Uh, We've never elected one, you know, statewide or, or in a federal position. And so. So those things have changed. If they can make these changes, I look at, you know, Winnetka, Illinois. People think about Illinois and think it's, it's all progressive up there. It's not. No. We, we saw somebody get elected there. An African-American woman got elected there. You know, in a, in a, And we saw an African-American woman. It's, Massachusetts is different, but she, she ran against Presley. a white man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and won. Uh, Omar and, up uh, in Minnesota. That's right. And, and we, we in Arkansas are the only one of the old Confederate states that's never broken that color line in a federal election. And I see more and more now where people, not just because of my color, they know me, but people are not, that is not a turnoff to people the way it might have been when President Obama was in, was right. in the White House. Right. So there is a big difference. And people know people know me. There are, there are some people, especially some of my great Twitter friends who want to make everything <laughs> uh, about me, some kind of crazy, wild, liberal, radical person. Well, if wanting people to have health care, if wanting people to have great schools, if wanting people to be treated with justice, if that's radical – then you need to go and redefine your radical. Um, that sound that remind yeah. me of uh, who sang that song? The love of you is wrong. I don't. Uh, Ov Ray. Ov Ray. Right. Ov Ray is love me is wrong. That's oh, okay. That was the original. Oh okay okay. <laughs> but then there. I just let people know I know more than Jay Z <laughs> to people than all my culture well, cohorts. I knew some of it. I knew some of it. I'm old enough to have heard it on vinyl, you know. <laughs> so, so but, yeah. and we're gonna let you yeah. go with this. So the people listening to this, they they get excited about your campaign. Yeah. You know, this is January 2020. We got about 10, 11 months before we get to cast a vote. Mm-hmm. What can people do in the meantime? How how can they help you between yeah. now and November? The number one thing they need to do, and and you can sit around all you want to and say you can do it without money. You can't. The number one thing they need to do is whatever they can give, they need to go to uh, my website, uh, JoyceElliott.com, and they can give on uh, Act Blue. They can give whatever you can give now and set up a recurring amount, and that really adds up and is helpful. So that you need to do that. But also at that website, you can uh, go ahead and start signing up and, and tell us what you want to do in the campaign as a volunteer because several people have contacted me with different volunteer skills. But when you contact me out, you know, walking around, that's not going to be remembered. Right. So you need to go to that website. JoyceElliott.com. Uh, uh-huh. And we don't have, we have not, we have not raised a whole lot of money yet. So we've not spent my, uh, money on um, headquarters yet. We've got enough to start getting staff. And that's the main thing and get, get uh, a stand up the campaign. But they need to start going ahead and, and getting ready with, with the um, and, and let us know what they want to do because we need everybody doing some of everything. And Last time I ran, even in 2010, my campaign looked like a little mini uh, United Nations. It's going to look the same way this time. Some of everybody was in that campaign, and everybody was welcome. The same thing would be true this time. 
And that's that's awesome to hear. So JoyceElliott.com, uh, go sign up and mm-hmm. uh, support and appreciate mm-hmm. our our state senator as she's yeah. trying to become our U.S. representative. Uh, we appreciate you for rocking the culture and all you do all the time. Appreciate you for the shout out to Tanisha. Appreciate yeah. the the French. Appreciate your run. Well, I was gonna say, you know, merci à vous. Vous très gentil. Bienvenue. Welcome us. Uh, 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 bonjour. Bonjour. No, uh, au revoir is goodbye? Yeah. Au revoir. Thank you so much. Man, we're going to leave it right there. Um, I appreciate y'all again for joining us on uh, Season 6, Episode 1 of Rock the Culture. Uh, Got to give a shout-out to our people. We for didn't sure. do it to the beginning. We still got the merch, bro. Yes. People got a lot of the merch for Christmas. Yes, they was they hitting did. us up saying, I need more merch for Christmas. And uh, you can always go check Moxie downtown on Main Street. They should have some merch available. They do. And you can always hit us up on our social media. Where can they find us at, Blake? On Facebook, at Rock the Culture. On Twitter, at Rock the Culture. And on Instagram, at Rock the Culture. And you can find me on all social media. Y'all know how to say it with me. A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L. IPS. And you can find your favorite representative always repping two takes, three terms on Instagram at RepBlake36, Chiefs in the building. And before we leave, give a shout out to the Distro, Blake. Does a Distro, Arkansas Times. Pick them, pick them up. They have their monthly issue coming out. Uh, you, can, you can find us at uh, Arkansas Times backslash RTC. And we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>